Bush and Richie here with our new look podcast called Our Daily Takeaway, which is great and it's fine, but normally when we're recording this bit, we're both starving all the time and every time I think of takeaway food. And, and do you know what? I, I've been fighting talking about this and you're going to hear a little bit of date chat today because of the date, this podcast uh, coming out on the 22nd of the 2nd of the 22nd year of 2000s, all right? Yeah. Um, two for Tuesday is a thing with a certain pizza chain that, that I have a lot of time for in my heart. Uh-huh. Two for Tuesday, you get one. You, you buy one, you get one free. You buy one, you get one free. You bog off. Because of this whole 222 thing today, they've added, uh, you buy a side, you get a side free as well, just this week. I know, no, our producer was not aware of that, he's just looked at me. So buy one, get one free. On a pizza. On a pizza, yeah. and then buy one side, you get a side free as well. Yes. I, I don't go in for sides, though, with pizzas, I'll be honest with you. Hold the front door, I don't, I'm not really a fan of sides with a pizza. You're not... Do you mean like a dip? No. No, I don't mean a dip. What, what sides do you have with a pizza, though? I mean your potato wedges. I mean your chicken oh. strippers. I need your chicken your chicken kickers. No, I don't have any of that stuff. Your wings. No, never. Your cookies. Cookies with a pizza? Yeah, dessert. That's ridiculous. That's not a side. That's madness. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. It's an interesting date today. It's a very nice, neat date. It's the 22nd of February, 2022. So the date is 22... Dot two, dot two, two. Uh, Archbishop Desmond. That's what we should call <laughs> yes. it. Uh, the date is also an ambigram, which means the same when the digits are reversed. Just kind of a little bit of knowledge to throw in there as well. It's good because it makes you, it makes it feel all in order today, nice and neat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a peace with the universe. Uh, and this hour of the show, we would just like to hear from you if there's anything else in your life that you have to have in an exact order. This will be voyeurism for me, because I'm quite, as you probably are aware, quite a chaotic person. <laughs> um, you, you don't need to say that for me to uh, to, to think that. I, There's I, nothing wrong with that. I just don't have any, I don't have any, like, David Beckham-esque, have to have, like, your trousers in the right, you know, order You're not thing. a man that has a system for things. Now, is, I don't know whether that's a good thing. I, I, I'm not um, in any way kind of encumbered by needing to put things into a system, but also I can never find anything. <laughs> so it's, you know, swings and roundabouts. Richie, you strike me as someone obviously that would have systems I'm for things. a man that has a system for many different things I wonder whether the, the the magic of the date today is why I was ordering my sock drawer again this morning or whether it's just because it's been chaos the last week of my life what order are you going for then when you order your sock drawer I've got two types of socks right so I've got my uh, my London transport socks right that are socks that uh, look like types of seat coverings you might find on uh, buses got, or trains around for Christmas, London I did yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've got a set for then and then I've got non-tube socks so they all got sorted um, I've got a certain way of doing the uh, packing of the dishwasher uh, if the telly's uh, at a, it's always got to be on a volume that's five or zero right if I'm filling up the car I will only ever fill it to a five or a zero I can't just put it and just let it go it's is that exhausting to... this feels I'm feel exhausting even hearing these these rules you have to these hoops you've got to jump through I don't personally t- find it ex- exhausting it's just little little goals and things to tick off I like having a system for Things. I see. In many, you get to the end of the day and you've done all that, and you feel like you've achieved. Exactly. Yeah. Take things off. A uh, lot of people doing weird f- foot stuff that's coming on already. Already on Twitter, Cat says, "For me, left sock, right sock, left shoe, right shoe. Otherwise, everything feels off balance." Interesting. Uh, Dave says he's calling it Tuesday. Not. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> 
<laughs> seems a bit too familiar. But we are asking, is there anything in your life that you have to have in a certain order? It's quite nice that all the numbers have aligned today, but is there something in your life you have to have in a certain uh, sequence? Tweet us at Absolute Radio. This tweet, uh, notes in my wallet, all upright and facing the same way. I would definitely be like that. When you go on a foreign holiday, you've, you've had your money exchanged, you're not necessarily used to those notes. Yep. I would always want to have them in a way that, almost sort of like you're fanning a, a pack of cards. You're playing some kind of card game, just so you can see them all. They're, they've got a system. I, I can't remember the last time I had notes in a wallet. Probably a foreign holiday for me. Do you know what I mean? not here. I just keep them in that little, uh, in the pocket within a pocket in your jeans. <laughs> Special name for that. Uh, Andy in Cornwall says, television volume and radio volume needs to be on an even digit. He adds, what crazy people would use 9 and 11 for volume? It's got to be even. Completely with him on that one. Some crazy stuff coming in. Uh, Simon on the M23 says, when I go to the gym, I have to make sure the total number of calories from the different pieces of equipment adds up to a round number. <laughs> wow. This is madness. That is next level fitness. I like that. Uh, Kerry says uh, tinned dog food stacked in the same flavours uh, with wow. the labels facing out and coat hangers with the label facing forward with the front of the clothes. I'm exactly the same with my cupboards. All those coat hangers have to be hanging in exactly the same way. All I'm going to say is Brett Easton Ellis's American Psycho. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. We've got Josh on the line. Josh, what do you have to have in order? When I have a shower, I literally... Oh, it drives me crazy. It drives my wife crazy as well. Like, I have to do a certain routine. It has to go uh, torso, armpit, arms, legs, feet, face, private parts. And if I get it wrong, I have to start again. <laughs> uh, unless, can, you, can you just do it one more time? And we can. Do, it's almost like doing the dance of the Macarena on holiday. So <laughs> give it one more time. Josh, go for it. Everyone, oh, join in God. at home. Join in at home. Hey, okay, we're going to go... Torso, so, armpits. No, no, I'm going to start again. Oh. Torso, armpits. armpits. Arms, legs, feet, face, private parts. Yeah. Now, now, Josh, you say if you get it wrong, you have to start again. How does it go wrong? <laughs> on a mail, so if someone speaks to me, I can't concentrate on two things at once. So yeah. if, I, if my wife comes in and speaks to me, then it yeah, breaks concentration. Square one. You know, yeah, an, an accidental, uh, you know, uh, lubing up. That's the wrong word. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. Soaping up, an accidental soaping up of the uh, of private parts in between torso and armpit could be a nightmare. It could be. Couldn't it? Uh, yeah. Josh, uh, you've unsettled everyone on this show. We appreciate it. Have a brilliant rest of your Tuesday. Thank you very much, and yourself. It's a great day. What do you have to have in a specific order? Uh, some amazing uh, and startling stuff coming into the show. This one says, I have to have the stuff in the same pockets. House key and car keys, right pocket. Wallet, earphones, train pass, left pocket. Loose change, right jeans pocket. I can't have it any other way. But that, do you know what, that's probably, that's probably quite relaxing, because at least you know where it is, and you're probably alerted quicker if you're missing something, if you've got that system. Well, I have the direct opposite of this. I mean, if I'm ever carrying like bags or whatever, I'll always have my house keys in the direct opposite pocket of where I've got a free hand. <laughs> so it's kind of a system. <laughs> Stephen Chelmsford, uh, my vinyl records in decades, then each decade in year order, then each year in alphabet order, <laughs> and then chart position. It's like he's running a store. He's winding me up just even hearing about him. And Sean says, listen to this, listen to his toast method. Uh, he says, let's say you have three slices, they mm -hmm. become one, two, three on a plate, mm -hmm. buttered one, two, three, mm -hmm. Marmite, one, two, then three, and then eaten, one, two, then three, in that order. I think that's <laughs> I love it. Get rid of him is ridiculous. People like myself that do, loving it. There's a neatness to it. Uh, Simone, tell us, what is it in your life? It's not mine in particular, it's my granddaughter. OK, what's her name and what does she do? She's called Callie and she's got several babies. 
and she has to have them in certain orders and she's got to put them in the car in a certain order and all of them have got to be sat in a seatbelt. It's all about the baby. Now, it's quite important to find out how old your granddaughter is here. She's three. Okay. 17, we've got some problems, but three, (laughs) fair enough. Is that quite cute then, or does it take you ages to go and do anything because you've got to clip them all in in the right order? It takes absolute ages. (laughs) But she's got to dress them all in a certain order, and everything's in that order from one baby to the next baby. Well, Simone, look, as somebody who loves having their life ordered, I don't think you can start too young. I fully endorse her behaviour, as tiring as it might be for you. I think she could take over the world, this girl. She's going to take over the world. She also puts her shoes on on a certain order. It's got to be left foot, right foot. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people come into the show this evening and do exactly the same thing. Left foot, right foot. Never heard of it before. <laughs> I am until I heard it on the radio show. Well, lovely to speak to you. And uh, do you know the names of these babies, by the way? These little babies? She's got, uh, she's got one called Zaza. Right. Um, and Annabelle. And the rest of them, they haven't got a name. Brilliant. OK, fantastic. It's nice to be in the frame. <laughs> yeah. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Good to have you on board. It feels in many ways the destiny of this show has been written in the stars today because, of course, the date is 22-2-22. Let's see if it has a bearing on the tombola. A hundred different phoning topics in a gold tombola. We don't know what's going to happen. It's all about luck, but is it going to be good luck or bad luck? Let's give it a spin. Spinning nicely today. I feel like someone's been in and oiled it. It's yeah, spinning it better than it's ever spanned. does feel like it. And what's even stranger is, look, the little knob has uh, arrived right at the top for me to slide the, uh, slide the hatch to get the ball out. Normally I have to give it a bit of an extra spin. These are all signs. Lovely. <laughs> it's ball number 52. <laughs> ball 52. It's ball number 52. Now I'm laughing because I've got the list in front of me, Bush doesn't. So I've got that little five seconds ahead of us to... <laughs> The luck's ended, my friend. Okay, what is it this it's time? It's one of those surreal ones. It's a one-word topic. Tractors. <laughs> Tractors? Oh, my word. Tractors. The reason you can hear a laugh that you might not be familiar with is I've got a feeling this is a topic that was put in there by, by our producer. I, I certainly can't remember coming up with that one. <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> Me neither. I must have missed that meeting. Tractors. So, <laughs> if you have any story, anecdote, Amazing fact. Something that is worthy of sharing with at least two million people live on the radio <laughs> about tractors now, if ever, is the time. Yes, yeah, we've got a whole hour to do on this, so you need to get involved. But I guess this is the history of the Tuesday Tombola. We always put this in uh, almost to test everyone, really. You know, most of the show, five days a week, uh, we're doing topics and things that we think, oh, yeah, people want to talk about that and that kind of stuff. One hour a week, we devote to... Uh, Testing everybody, really. It's a bit like Radio David Blaine. Like, we're, we're trapped in a cage above Hyde Park. Big question is, why would you do that to yourself? Couple of first thoughts. Couple of first thoughts. Myth-busting on tractors. Uh, is it true that tractors have got, like, 21 gears? You know, like, normally, you drive a car, you've got five or six gears. I actually don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no offence. I've never heard that thing. I don't care. No, but just think about it. You drive. Imagine driving your car down the ice. You've got 21 yeah. gears to choose from. Yep. If that's true, tractors are really cool. That is, that's a great, that's a cracking start to the phone-in. All right, second, second thought here. I can remember my primary school, the summer fate. There was a kid in my class whose dad worked on a farm and they came down with their tractor. You could pay like 50p to have a ride that's around brilliant. the school field on the back of a trailer. It was always the most queued up for thing at the summer fate. Do you know the only thing I've got on, on an angle with this is I remember we went to the Devon County show. We used to always have, you know, there was like a terrible school trip. No offence to the Devon County show, but we used to always have to go before 
to go to the Devon yeah. County show. And I signed... I don't know what I did. I ended up having to give my name and address for something that I signed up for. And I got signed up to, and it took me years to get out of it, the Young Farmers Association. <laughs> Didn't even own a tractor. Never lived anywhere near a farm. There you are. Look, with great ease, within 90 seconds, we've both come up with tractor anecdotes. Build it and they will come. There's a few people getting in touch, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's going to work. I've got a feeling we could pull this off. Let's give this a go. 8, 12, 15 for your texts, your tweets, anything, please, about tractors. Uh, Caden, what can you tell us? Well, I learned to drive on a tractor. Um, so I've got dyspraxia, and it affects my hand-eye coordination. I was about 16 when my dad bought the, the tractor because we worked in construction, and we've got woodland as well. So he was teaching us to drive in the woods, and I accidentally crashed it through the, the lock stand that we used to cut the logs. <laughs> that must have been an amazing, almost like a boyhood dream to, to drive a tractor through a, a you know a wood stand like that. Oh, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Some of, some of the best memories of my life, <laughs> you know, driving tractors. We've got dumpers and diggers and everything as well, so we've got a lot of plant machinery, and that's how, how I learned to drive, you know. It was great fun. Can you great drive fun. a tractor younger than you can drive a car then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can sit your tractor track test at 15. Wow. Um, Whoa! So, yeah, so you you learn to drive on a tractor. Does that mean that now, if you're on the motorway, do you pull over every two hundred yards to let everyone by <laughs> and then carry on again? <laughs> no, unfortunately, I, n- I never sat my tractor test because it was all on private land, so oh. I never had to do that. Caden Bush is slowly warming to this tractor topic. They, they are great because, um, especially at like seventeen, you can start towing like four ton trailers behind them. I I feel like I might want to get into it now. See, this is the thing, mate. If you go back to... Think about it. Go back to our teens, right? If you were a 15-year-old and you could drive a tractor and all your other mates at school and in your class have got to wait another two years before they can even start contacting a driving school. It's amazing. Imagine that. Imagine your first girlfriend, right? You pull up outside in a tractor. (laughs) That'd be so good. It's a pleasure talking to you. I listen to the show religiously. I love it. Oh. Yeah, I love all the stations. We pretty much play them all the time at work. I'm, I'm listening on Absolute Country at the minute. Oh, good man. Good well, it, it all ties yeah. in with the tractors, doesn't it? <laughs> I've just got a little bit of paper here and I'm writing down phone numbers. You want to know why I'm writing down phone numbers? Go on. Every single hometown listener who makes a joke about being an extractor fan <laughs> is going on that list and some bad stuff's going to happen. Because on with look, the phone in, on with the phone in. They don't need to do this because there's plenty of people actually coming in with tractor stories. There's enough tractor stuff... But you know who you are if you texted with an extractor fan thing, because it makes me read halfway through it and then the extractor gag comes at the end. He's getting angry, and I am genuinely disappointed in you, okay? That's the difference. Let's just, I'm just saying, cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. We've got enough stuff going on in this world than that gag. Uh, Jess in Worcester Park says, When my husband proposed to me on a romantic country walk, a tractor went past just as he was down in one knee, beeped his horn, killed the moment, makes a smile now. I don't know what a tractor's beep sounds like. I would imagine it's quite a deep one. I'd I hope so. <laughs> Do let us know. If you've got one, please get in touch with the show. We'll beep it on there. Uh, Jeff from Portsmouth says, I accidentally placed an order for a Massey Ferguson when I was on morphine after I broke my leg. I came around the next day to find £180,000 had been deducted out of my bank account saying that your tractor is on order. Now, it's interesting. A lot of people are going financial about this. Matt says the average tractor is more expensive than most cars. 110000 for your average tractor but Matt has escalated it. Top of the range combine harvester. Guess the price. 150, absolute 500 max. 500 grand. 
God, these farmers are made of money, aren't they? <laughs> they really are. It's like they're blinging it right up. Ball 52 simply says tractors. We were worried at first, but we're on the verge of declaring it a, su- a, a success. Uh, let's catch up with Ezra. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> How you doing, my son? Hey. <laughs> we're good, Ezra. Uh, you've got a story about a tractor. Mr Lamborghini himself, after World War Two, he used to build tractors. And that's what he did. And it was only after he brought a Ferrari and he was well unhappy with its performance, he thought, you know what, I can do better than this. And he started building sports cars only after being totally disappointed with a Ferrari. Wow. Lamborghini started off as tractors until he changed his mind. Yeah. They used to build... After World War II, Mr Lamborghini was building tractors. So you're telling me that if Mr Lamborghini had not have bought a Ferrari, there could be, like, super tractors going around Mayfair in London and people, it'd be a very different world. Absolutely right. We could have 200 million hour tractors flying down the M1 right now. I'd love to see that. I'd love a load of shakes in Mayfair with their lights up underneath their tractors. That'd be so cool, wouldn't it? I'll tell you what, it'd be a lot better than the Chelsea tractors we've got driving around now. Yes. I've got to say to you guys, right, I have listened to you guys all the time, and I was a bit dubious when it changed over to Absolute Radio, but you guys have won me over. Ah, that's nice, man. We appreciate that. <laughs> cheers, for, cheers for giving <laughs> us a guys. shot. Keep up the good work, guys. Who'd have thought, right, all those years ago when I sneeringly cancelled my Young Farmers Association <laughs> membership, I would now, all those years on, have to be apologising and saying I was wrong. There is actually quite a bit to chat about on tractors. Is there ever? Isn't the there? texts keep coming on today's Tuesday Tom Bowler. A friend's girlfriend left him for a tractor salesman. She sent him a John Deere letter. Oh, dear. <laughs> That's as bad as the extractor. That's going on the list. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, this one here says, my dad was a Gurkha officer and had to insist the soldiers didn't use guard stations to tow the kid's Santa sledge at Christmas, instead opting for the slightly safer option of a little tiny tractor. And many, many, many texts have come in saying, Lamborghini still make tractors. I've Googled. They are beautiful. Now, there's the thing that get me into Formula One. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Sometimes in life, money can't buy you everything. Uh, £400 million has bought uh, Jeff Bezos, Bezos, Amazon fella. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You know right. him. Uh, £400 million has bought him a super yacht. Uh, brand new, uh, being uh, built in a shipyard in Rotterdam. Looks incredible, as you would, uh, would imagine, for £400 million. You'd want some fancy stuff on there for 400 million something extra but as I say 400 million pounds can't buy you everything because the problem he's got is they've and you would have thought they'd seen this coming they've built the 400 million pound super yacht it now can't get out of where they've built it in Rotterdam without dismantling a historic bridge that has stood for hundreds of years in Rotterdam Rotterdam City Council saying don't worry we'll dismantle it and then rebuild it just so you can get your just so you can get your yacht out so what, they're going to dismantle the bridge? I, I reckon, get, to hell with him, he's used to getting his own way, isn't he, Jeff, Jeff Bezos? Yeah. They should put it on uh, logs and roll it round the side. I so. think that's a great idea. The people of Rotterdam have uh, organised uh, have organised um, a protest where, because they are going to dismantle the bridge, yeah. that when the when the boat makes its way down the river, the people of Rotterdam are going to go and pelt it with eggs. I love that. That's brilliant. <laughs> the weird thing is, I remember when we were kids, my dad had a little tiny, you know, like a little boat, you know, that you just sit in and drive along. We've heard a lot about your dad's boat this week this on the show. Sounds really bad. It's my dad's other boat, this oh. one. This is his trainee, trainee Not boat. the one that slipped anchor. It wasn't it. It's the dinghy. It's a dinghy. Okay. But we used to drive down from, from, uh, from like, Trowbridge in Wiltshire down to Devon to put it in the water. And it used to be on, like, a carted along behind him. <laughs> 
So can't, can't they have a big version of that? Like drive it along someone with like a, a Range Rover and then go down a slip road and lower it in backwards? I think they'd still throw the eggs. You would have heard yesterday the science that, uh, Bush, you broke to us all uh, uh, about the Katies of this world uh, yeah. sitting on uh, remote controls on the TV uh, more than more than gents. It's a, it's a girl thing, sorry, but uh, it's been backed up by science. Something else that I've spotted, and I want to be the first person to call this out, I think envelopes have lost it. <laughs> lost it is in gone a bit crazy. 100%, 100%. Dad's birthday today, so uh, was out getting uh, birthday cards yesterday, writing them this morning ahead of uh, seeing him for, for lunch today. Good bit of bloke timing, well done, right, this morning. <laughs> yeah, but, hey, look, it happened. He doesn't need to know what <laughs> he's just heard to, now. He knows now, doesn't he? Oh, it's all been ruined. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm sealing the, uh, the, the cards inside the envelopes. Two envelopes, so that's quite some portion size here, just to see that it wasn't a fluke. Two envelopes, neither of them would seal. All right, I've licked the back of the envelope. I've tried to seal them. They won't go down. I'm going to go and get sellotape and sellotape down his birthday cards. It looks so tatty. But you rewind yeah. 20, 30 years. Right, you're writing a card for someone. That envelope sticks down. What's gone wrong with envelopes? Do you know the weird thing, weirdest thing is? You're absolutely right because it was um, uh, my daughter's birthday kind of over Christmas, my eldest daughter. So I, I, I sent you know sent her like a, a fancy card and all that kind of thing and it wouldn't stick down. No. So then I had to put sellotape on it, yeah. which makes everyone think, oh, there's loads of money in there yeah because i remember back in the day in the 80s if you ever got money money from my nan in liverpool or whatever yeah. they'd it'd get robbed out the card so the card would turn up with it ripped none of, none of the money in there exactly back in the day people putting sellotape on there because they didn't trust people now they're doing it just to stick envelopes down and i know when we started this about 45 seconds ago people are probably laughing thinking <laughs> they're talking about envelopes not sealing and now they're thinking no they're right the last time i wrote a card envelope wouldn't stick down i tell you something's changed and i don't know what it is and they're keeping it secret. It must be something to do with the ingredients. There's, there's maybe something in the ingredients of that sticky stuff. Do you remember back in the day, like, I don't know if they still do glue, it anymore. Glue, they call it. There's a bit of glue, that's, that's it. it. But do you remember, the, if you go to the, the post office, they used to have like a, do you remember this weird spongy yeah, thing? Yeah, that little dabby thing. Was, did they used to spit on that and make it wet before you got in there? I don't know. But is it something to do with that? I don't know. People aren't taking this seriously. Do you know what? Let's just say, let's add a caveat to that. I think normal run-of-the-mill envelopes are fine. They're doing good. It's the novelty envelope yeah. industry. Because I, I saw on, on uh, Instagram earlier on your your envelope was gold for your dad's birthday it was yeah, yeah so yeah. it's almost like if there's a bit of a party going on they're not playing ball something's going on completely agree um, i don't know whether people are being serious or not with this like the glue reactive enzymes in your spit get weaker as you get older oh there's so many things that just fall apart when you're older if that's true as well that you can't even lick an envelope anymore <laughs> i feel like it's game over <laughs> the daily takeaway Richie's daily takeaway. Just go back to the pizza chat. We had. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you wouldn't let that go. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm getting over the whole side. So you, you wouldn't order a side. It's not even a thing that registered with you ever. No, I, I, this sounds weird because I normally am up for eating as much as I possibly can. Hmm. But I normally find if you've got the pizza, then that's the meal, right? Okay, that's fine. Um, are you aware of this this final thing that I just need to check? You know when you order your pizza from, you know, your Domino's, let's, let's name them, they're, they're fine. Yeah. Um, you get the little dip in the corner. Never really enough, personally. Are you aware you can order a jumbo dip for a quid? Really? See, I'm not even a fan of the dip. What? I just have straight up pizza. You're not a fan of that dip. I, I mean, I eat it with a knife and fork, so that is a bit weird. But uh, in terms of dips and stuff like that, all that I mean, because we had a pizza in here the other week when we were going off to a work event, mm -hmm. and you and producer Adam were dipping it in this weird, like, white sauce stuff. So here's the thing, right? So you wouldn't. I know you eat things with a knife and fork. I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. Yeah. But when you come to then, you've got the crust and you've got the dip. 
What do you do? Do you lance the crust with your fork and then dip it like that? Or can you use your fingers... I wouldn't dip d- it. I, wouldn't, I just wouldn't dip it. Just eat it straight up. Put Dude, it all in my mouth like a big smile. Let's just move away. Let's move away. Uh, this is, I mean, how we end this episode. What, <laughs> a, what an episode. Can we move away from pizzas now? Yep. Where do you stand on just dips full stop? I know I'm not a fan. Not a fan of dips. Not Why really not? a fan of dips. I just I don't like them. I, I, like, I like sauce on a plate. Great. I don't like it in a little tiny bathtub. Like, you know what I mean? Like, barbecue sauce. That's a bit weird. Silence isn't great in our medium, but I am just... (laughs) I'm slack Jordan looking at you. He's flabbergasted. I'm speechless. I could take or leave a dip. All right, so I'm going to labour the point. And look, people, seriously, check out... Turn the podcast off now if you want. I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) The dip, if I tipped it out on a plate, are you then dipping the crust in it? See, I probably would then. I just don't like the little plastic... The little weird thing. The ramekin. The ramek the air, the whole ramek the ramifications <laughs> in there's, many ways. There's many that have come out of this episode.